HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network since 2009. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. It is Wednesday, October 4th, 2023, and this is our 367th episode of this series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talent in the hospitality industry. Today, I'm excited to be back at our HRN studio in the backyard of Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, with my guest, who is the co-owner and operator of multiple high highly successful food and beverage outlets that have been reshaping New York City's hospitality scene for over a dozen years, and I will introduce them fully in a moment. First, as I do in every show, I will start out with my PR tip, then later we will have my speed round game, industry news discussion, solo dining experience, and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. So today's tip is to work with like-minded people. Find partners who you share the same goals, values, and vision with for your business ventures. Partnerships are like marriages, so to speak. There will be highs and lows and and times you may need to compromise for the better good. So it's important to choose partners wisely and team up with those who you genuinely like, trust, and respect and see eye to eye with. So invest wisely in your partnerships as essentially it's the foundation of success. That's my tip today. That was a good one. Thank you. Well, I thought of someone who's sitting by me who has mastered in partnerships, I would say, as my own brief little intro. But um, so I'm excited to have my guest joining me today here at our studio in Brooklyn. It is Matt Kliegman, who is part of the trio of visionaries that make up Authentic Hospitality, the team behind New York City instant hits like Pebble Bar, Ray's Bar. Georgia Room, Bar Calico, and Jack's on Bond. A seasoned tastemaker in nightlife with a proven track record operating some of the most esteemed restaurants, bars, and lounges in the greater New York City area, Matt is a dynamic leader in the hospitality industry. 
Separately, he is also the co-founder and CEO of world-renowned Black Seed Bagels and an angel investor in numerous food and beverage-related startups. Without further ado, Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to have you here. As you know, it's interesting or... Through the years, I've met lots of people in the industry, and you're someone who I feel I've known of, but I don't know if we've ever directly crossed paths. Uh, you know, I, I typically uh, am in the shadows, but I appreciate that you invited me here today so we, <laughs> I could finally meet you and we can we can talk. Well, thank you. And I have been to a lot of your mm. concepts. You have many, and I'm a big fan. So uh, we're going to talk all about everything you've been up to. Uh, but I always like to start out with my guests and find out how they got into sure. this industry. So you sure. want to take us back a little bit? I mean, it depends on how far you want to go. I think my first job in hospitality was I worked as a as a cater, cater waiter, as many of us do. I've done that. Cater waiter, <laughs> was, uh, cater waiter was one job. Uh, coat check was another. Uh, I was probably... I don't remember exactly. I was somewhere between 14 and 16. I did it for a few years. And I remember I, I, my dad would have to pick me up at like 2 in the morning because this was before I could drive. Um, it was on Long Island. But I learned some neat tricks, and I can do French-style service and a nice. b- bunch of other things. Um, but, yeah, then fast forward, I was at NYU, and I would throw parties uh, while a student. And then... I went to work at J.P. Morgan uh, <laughs> just to make my parents uh, happy. And then uh, I started throwing parties again. And uh, I would throw these parties downtown. Uh, a friend of mine convinced me. You know, I, I thought I retired from party throwing. I was working at J.P. Morgan. He said, let's do a party. And I said, uh, you know, I don't know about it. I'm, I'm done doing parties. He said, no, let's do a party. I said, okay, fine. And so I would do the downstairs and they were downtown kids and he would do the upstairs and they were uptown kids. Both of us work in hospitality. Uh, He's one of the founders of Major Food, uh, Jeff. Jeff, is last name? And I would do the downstairs and they were downtown kids. And it was while we did this party that went went on for a year and a half. And, uh, And I met my partner, Carlos because he was working at uh, a denim company called Ernest Stone doing marketing, business development. He was looking for an after party place. And uh, my friend who was our DJ at the downstairs uh, said, oh, you should talk to my friend Matt. He does this party at a place called Salon. I'm going back, this is probably 2006, 2005 and Salon eventually became Socialista. Okay. Socialista became Cafe Gitan. Yes. Cafe. I, I've been in New York so, since 98. So, yeah. yeah. So, and the wait, go on. And that became... Socialista yeah. became a par- uh, restaurant that we operated called uh, Old Rose. Right. And then COVID happened. Okay. So... All right. Wow. That was yeah. a lot. Um, <laughs> wait. So... Wait. I'm, uh, I, the, the Jeff thing is cool. Okay. So you were... What type of parties? I mean... I mean, you know, they were, while a student at NYU, they were a lot of students. Yeah. Um, and, and when kind of Jeff encouraged me to do this party again, they were just, just kids, you know, young, young adults that were hanging out with each other. Um, 
when Carlos and I started working together, we started doing these very big Halloween parties. So the Halloween parties were a thousand people, 1500 people downtown. Typically we'd rent a, a very big vacant retail space. And uh, for two of them, we had a wonderful sponsor named Ornitos. Uh, this was probably 08, 07. And, you know, we left throwing parties so much they would give us this money and we would spend more than they gave us. But it was a great party and so it was worth it. And so that, um, and those big Halloween parties were basically what I think got on the radar of Sean McPherson. Mm-hmm. And so when Sean was opening up the Jane, uh, he approached us about operating the ballroom. Wow, so what was your role compared to Carlos's role and how big of a team did you have? Or you guys were kind of yeah. doing it all yourself? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was at the beginning. At the beginning, it was definitely doing it ourselves. You know, I think that um, your tip about partnerships, I mean, partnerships are like marriages. They evolve. I think the roles that you typically think might be the roles might be subject to change. So, you know, he historically, his his background was marketing and my background was finance, but I threw parties and I was kind of lived downtown. And, uh, so things were always, they were shifting, you know, we were yeah. part of the beauty of our partnership was that we cast a very wide net because he's a few years older than me. And so in New York, I feel like age, it doesn't matter so much. I mean, you can hang out with people that are 10 years older than you, 10 years younger than yeah. you. It's like kind of a, a New York thing. True. Uh, and so when he and I started working together, we really captured a, a, a kind of a very broad audience. Did you work with Jeff again? No. Okay. But we're still but friends. But you're still friends. And I mean, both of you, very successful in this industry. So you, you, you then, you partnered with the Jane. Yeah. From we, you know, we opened it in uh, June 2009. You know, I'd opened the Smile in March 2009. Uh, I was working at J.P. Morgan. I didn't actually tell any of my colleagues I had opened this restaurant um, because I expected uh, that restaurant ownership was going to be a little, little difficult. You know, keeping what? the lights on. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, it, it wasn't until we had kind of. Uh, inked our deal to open the Jane that I had given my notice and left J.P. Morgan. Got it. So was being a restaurateur more difficult or less difficult than you imagined? And the name The Smile, where did that come from? So, you know, difficult is relative. You know, obviously, I worked a lot more hours and I was a lot happier, you know, so I, it was, you know, and and at a certain point I literally had businesses that were operating 24 hours a day. I mean, still to this day, I have businesses operating 24 hours a day from people baking bagels through the, through the night and, and nightclubs that went out at four in the morning and, you know, but, but I find the work to be much more satisfying. It makes me a lot happier. Yeah, well, that is something I feel I've talked to people on this show who have a lot, you know, have left that job they had that was 
maybe they knew it was a secure paycheck or whatever it was, but it wasn't their passion. They got into this because it was like following something that was within them. So you, you found that and you found a great partner and then moved on to found, find more great partners. Um, so black seed bagels, where did that come from? Because as a nightlife guy, I don't know if people would (laughs) assume that you have this amazing bagel shop with many locations now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess you can take the, you can take the boy from Long Island, but you can't take the Long Island out of the, out of the <laughs> boy, you know, I, uh, yeah, I grew up on Long Island. I, I ate, I've eaten more bagels than, I mean, I can't even quantify how many bagels I've eaten in my life. Um, but you know, I was always a bit of a bagel snob and I lived on Elizabeth street. So I lived on Elizabeth street for 13 years in an apartment, uh, just next, right next to cafe Havana. And uh, that's very cool. <laughs> By the way, I've eaten a lot of Cafe Habana meals too. Uh, yeah. Between Lovely Day and Cafe Habana, I, you know, it's yeah. hard for me to quantify. But the um, but uh, Hurricane Sandy happened, mm. and I had a party that I had planned because we would still we continued to do these very big Halloween parties. And uh, this particular year, we had a really fun one planned. Yeah, we we kind of I I worked on these parties, a few of them with Dario from Tacombe. And so there was a parking garage that used to be on the corner of Kenmar. Yeah, Kenmar and Elizabeth. Okay. It's now like a condo that, you know, and uh, and Tacombe used to park like their VW bus taquerias and taco yeah. vans in this parking garage. And so for this particular Halloween, on the top floor of this parking garage that you had to take a car elevator up to the top, we were doing a Halloween party in that space. And like most of our Halloween parties, because I met Dario in August, I think 2009, we would just bring the VW bus there and Dario would just give out free tacos. And so Hurricane Sandy happens. We have no power. The power went out downtown yeah i was uptown i was if you're above 34th street it was like the tale two city two worlds yeah to like take a shower at my friend's apartment uptown her mom's apartment and when we came around grand central i mean it was it was light out above grand central and then you get around where you kind of drive drive around on vanderbilt and you're just like whoa but we had this party planned on halloween and so we had to cancel it and so we kept waiting for the power to come back on. And eventually the power came on and we said, you know, we're going to do this power on party. It's obviously not a Halloween party anymore. People dressed up um, and we decided to raise some money. And with that money, we decided to, how, how can our money go the farthest to helping people who are affected by the by the flooding and stuff in Breezy Point and Rockaways. And so we decided to pay for transportation to bus people out to Breezy Point and the Rockaways to help people clean their basements and do, you know, we would rent CC rental vans and people would just be like, I'll drive, you know, so we had like, and it was, we'd meet at the Smile and then these CC rental vans would just drive volunteers to, to out to the Rockaways. And so... I knew that Noah Burnhamoff, who owned Mile End, had a commissary on the Red Hook waterfront that had basically gotten completely destroyed. Uh, 
And so I had just sent him a message because I had met him not many times, but a couple times. And we were kind of Bond Street neighbors. And I said, hey, do you need a hand? You know, because I can yeah. I can send a bus full of volunteers if you need the help. And and he said, thankfully, we have plenty of people here helping out. Um, but maybe let's just get a beer. And so those hangs, which were effectively therapy sessions for the two of us, each of us, they started to be more consistent, probably weekly. And it was over those hangs where it was just like, why don't we do a bagel shop? Because I live on Elizabeth Street. I've lived here for years and there's no bagels. Yeah. You know, I'll walk to Bob's Bagels on University and Ninth Street just to get like a bagel, you know, and, and he was like, great, let's do it. You know, and they're like, I'll find the location. And you figure out the bagel part, you know, but yeah. let's just, he's from Montreal. I'm from New York. Mm-hmm. We're just going to make the best bagel. It's not going to be Montreal. It's not, it's just going to be the best. And Diana had worked with Noah at Mile End. Yeah. And, uh, and she is an outstanding baker and an incredible person. And she still works with us to this day. Um, so that was, that was kind of the, how Black Sea Bagels came up. So cool. Didn't know the backstory of that, but that's, that's really great. Um, yeah. I was sort of like, how did you, how did you tie these things together? But that makes complete sense. Yeah. So let me ask you my question from my last guest on episode 366 I had on Wilson Tang. He's the owner and operator of Namwa, the century old New York city brand who has overseen the brand's expansion over the last decade. And he has multiple outposts now. So he said, since he did a collaboration with you and Noah at Black Seed Bagels a couple of years ago that went viral called the Bagel, 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 yeah, Bagel, a marriage between a bagel and a roast pork bun. He said he's manifesting now. If maybe you want to, it was so good. Bring back Diana, but Dan is still with you. So, yeah. um, and and he was like. Bring it back. Have your people call his people. Well, so I, that's I mean, it's the a question. no-brainer. You, I yeah. think we might have to do a kind of a Lunar New Year special. You know, uh, I, I mean, it, it was, I think it was like roast pork and pineapple or something. It was like, it was, it was outstanding. I looked it up and it did get a ton of press and I don't know why I don't believe i had it but bring it back well, and i will be there i can tell you why you didn't have it because when we <laughs> when we used open black sea we said you know we're gonna do these once a month bagel specials and uh and we've worked with some of the the greatest chefs and some of these bagel sandwiches were out of this world and we were doing for one month but then we started opening more stores and we started realizing it's hard god we we put in all this time and we do it for one month. We need to make these things go longer. And so mm-hmm. now we do them for three months and more people actually get a chance to try it. Cause we would have so many people that'd be like, Oh my God, I yeah. missed Danny Bowen's squid ink bagel. It's like, Oh, well you missed it. Uh, so, yeah. you know, and so we're, we're now trying <laughs> to do these things. Uh, okay. So there might be this coming up and it might last yes, longer. I, I love then. it. And, and, and we will reach out to Wilson. Jeez. That's great. Because I think it's a great idea. I love, I, I did obviously did not plan the order of my yeah. shows, knowing that partnership and that friendship and that this could now happen. So 
That is awesome. Uh, so let's talk about authentic hospitality sure. because this is now your company that you founded or a part, new yeah. part. Well, you're still with Carlos, but when, when did that, when did it come together? I think, you know, COVID was, you know, it was, a uh, gave a lot of us pause and mm-hmm. it was, uh, we had lots of time to think, you know, especially in this, in this business, we had, uh, some of us had more time in our hands than we had had in years. And, you know, I had a second kid, Carlos, I think was having a second kid and we start to feel like, are we done? Uh, you know, nightlife specifically, like, yeah, is this it, you know, and, and maybe this is a good moment to maybe move on from nightlife. Well, let me, let me yeah. just ask you what, how many, what were your different businesses at, in the beginning of 2020? So beginning of 2020, the, the Jane, um, which, which was, we were in our, at that point in 2020, we maybe were in our 10th year, but we, Jane, 11th year, um, we had um, the smile and the two smile the to smile goes. goes. So two smile to goes to smile, the Jane, um, Black Seed, and and you did and Ray's you, had opened. Oh, you worked with Ray's, and there was a period also you worked with the public. So we opened the public with Ian. We we worked on on that with them for pre-opening for a while, and then uh, and then Public Arts was really kind of our our baby, and yeah, you know we opened with a, a pretty big bang with Patty Smith and. We had just a, just an extraordinary uh, first year there. Um, I mean, we've you know we operated Rush Myers back in the day for three yeah. summers, and we we've done. Uh, you know, I don't know if this is a this might be you know I could see my 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 dad you know saying Jack of all trades, master of none. Like we've I've we've done a lot of things in hospitality from bagel shops to, you know, owning a small inn and basically everything in between. You have and. Very cool concepts, successful. I mean, from I mean, yeah. uh, looking for you know, as someone who's in the industry, follows the industry, and knows about all of your projects, yeah. and has been to, as I said, many of them. Um, yeah, really, like you. I don't know your your. I would say eye for designer. You're like eye for like creating concepts is like mm. really on point, and I feel you've. You have a following, I, I guess, from these amazing parties yeah. that you threw all these years. <laughs> but um, so, so yeah, so jack of all trades. So, but and I, then we had COVID. But so we had COVID, and then you know, when at this point, you know, we had we had kids, and but you know that lasted for like uh, uh, thirty days. I think Carlos and I then we kind of evolved a bit where we started to say, oh, "We had this is going to be a lot of fun." You know, this period in New York is going to be. We had other, you know, we had, we opened the West place called the Westway, mm-hmm. which was, um, which is beneath an Ian Schrager condo on the West side, but it was at Clarkson and the West side highway. It was a, a full nude strip club that we turned into a dance club. Um, but we liked the night. We didn't want to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, no, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. But you know what? we do need some help. And not only do we need some help, like 
we need somebody who is a, a real pro, a real experienced operator, someone who can really help us make our businesses better. Um, and, and yeah, and so instead of leaning out, we took a different approach and, and started to lean in. And the critical piece of this puzzle was, was bringing in kind of a third partner, but also starting to add some, some other superstars to the team because we, we had worked and met with such great people over the years. Uh, and, and we weren't the only ones at that moment that were having their own epiphanies about who do I want to work with what do I want to be doing more of? What do I want to be doing less of? Who makes me feel good? You know? Right. And, um, and we really benefited, I think. Uh, I mean, I, I hate to say that, you know, I think, I think a lot of us have had to look for silver lining in COVID because it was a, a very painful period. But I, I think that there, there was some silver lining for, for us, particularly authentic. Yeah. No. So you, um, so you partnered uh, with Matt? So, yes. Yeah, so we had met Matt at the public. Okay. Uh, I think his role there was he had, he was overseeing all the bars. Uh, he did the same thing at the addition and he left the public and he went to work with our friend, John. Um, and you know, his, his, uh, his COVID, uh, epiphany was, you know, I want to be doing something else. Um, we um, we 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 added uh, Caitlin Prince to the team, who's just an outstanding talent. Oversees all our events. Um, she was another person we met at the public, and you know we we just kept adding. Yeah, and it's Matt Charles, right? Matt Charles, okay. yeah. And so, so the first project you all worked on together was Pebble Pebble Bar. So Pebble Bar was already in the works. Okay. Um, that was a pre-COVID project that uh, had some landlord work. And Tishman Spire had to do some work before kind of giving us the keys. That is a, it's a lease. COVID happened. And so things started to move very, very slowly, which was great because there was really no rush. We did push through COVID. We pushed through Omicron. And we opened maybe around March 1st. Uh, 2022. Uh, and it was still, you know, Midtown was still, I mean, it's still recovering, but it was yeah. that particular moment was, was still challenging, but you know what, it, it really, it's a, it's a beautiful place in a, in an incredibly, um, beautiful part of the city. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's wonderful. I have been there and I, I live uptown by Columbus Circle, so I like having yeah. it nearish by. And I often bike up Sixth Avenue. And mm -hmm. I always, when I get over to the Rockefeller Center area, like you look over and it's, it's Isn't such it incredible. A, it's such a cool building. I mean, like, you know, I, I had walked by because years ago I, I worked at JP Morgan. And so I, I, I was no stranger to Midtown. Mm -hmm. I had never noticed that building. I mean, you know, it's just like you, well, you notice, yeah. you, know, you notice Magnolia and you kind of either get a, a cupcake or you keep walking. And so, <laughs> you know, when, when you stand on the other side of the street, when you stand on the other side of Sixth Avenue and you mm -hmm. look up and you're just like, what is this thing doing here? You know, it's just like attached like a, like a mole, you know, onto the side of Rockefeller Center, but this really incredibly beautiful 
unusual, unexpected mole attached to the side of that building. Um, and, you know, when it was just a kind of a totally random office, which was um, 10 to 20 years um, before we took it, there was no beautiful lighting. There was no window treatments. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, you know, so it's, that's a great project. We're excited to be affiliated with it. Yeah, no, it really is. Uh, so before we take a break, go back to my question that, cause you know, as I shouldn't ask two questions sure. at once, my <laughs> mistake, but the smile, why'd you name it the smile? And that, and then God, I'm going to do two questions. I'm going to yeah. do two, no, I'm going to do two questions again, which, but we'll end this before the break on because you've changed the smile now into, is it Jackson Bond? Bingo. Okay. On Bond Street, which is, God, I don't know. I've lived in Manhattan a long time and I have a lot of favorite yeah. parts of Manhattan, but Bond Street is definitely oh, one of yeah. my favorites. It's got character. It's just a cool, it's, cool block yeah. cobblestone street oh, next time so, really consider how wide it is it is the it is the street is so unbelievably wide yeah it is you know it is now that you're saying yes um i mean i only know from walking on it or trying to walk across it in heels which can be <laughs> yeah, no, challenging as the, the cobblestone <laughs> that's the only I guess, downside okay so the name the smile and then the moving the concept yeah, to a new so, concept so name the smile so you know, I remember, you know, you don't make mistake this make make this mistake twice. I feel like we signed the lease, Carlos and I, because we fell in love with this place. And uh, and it, because of all the reasons you just said, Bond Street, the, the building itself is the oldest building in literally like the entire neighborhood. It's built in 1830. Um, and, and it's actually older than the Merchant's House Museum, which is a museum on 4th Street. Okay. That's worth seeing once. Um, but um, <laughs> but uh, it is... Uh, and, and so we signed the lease and then we like fought about a name for like ages. I mean, literally it was like months. We like weren't doing anything except like talking about the name while like your free rent's expiring. And so we had a, a plan to call it, um, there was a, a magazine, uh, an old, very, very old magazine from France called, uh, I'm gonna, my, my son who speaks French, uh, I'm gonna embarrass myself because I don't, but it was less so real. So. So it was the smile in French. Okay. We were going to call it this. And a very experienced uh, downtown restaurant person uh, who we knew was just like, trust me on this one. Don't name it. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> I, he's like, I speak French and I can't even pronounce that word. He's like, just call it the smile. This, he was right. And so. I like, I've always liked the name, yeah. of course, but you know, it's, 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 it's a good name. There's levity yeah. to it. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, and yeah. at the time, neither did we. I mean, we. At the time, we had uh, we were cafe retail, and then we had a tattoo shop in the basement, uh, which was a tattoo artist named Scott Campbell, who's very well known and tattoo artist and, and an incredibly kind person, friend. I believe there's a chef named Scott Campbell too. There's but probably there's probably you know, multiple you know, Scott Campbells out there. There's another Matt Kliegman, and I've met him. Uh, there's another Matt Kliegman. There's definitely another Scott Campbell. But the uh, and you know. Uh, so yeah, so, so we named it smile and, you know, after 14 years, both the smile and the Jane had these kind of 14 year kind of karmic loops and, um, you know, Jane obviously is becoming the San Vicente bungalows. Jeff Klein bought the building and he's, and he's renovating it. And the smile, we just, we loved the, 
the, the bones. We love the neighborhood. But the neighborhood has evolved, as many things evolve, and, uh, and selling mostly eggs, being a, a clubhouse that's open from 8 a.m. to midnight, uh, we felt maybe there were concepts that might be slightly better aligned with, with NoHo today and, and might have filled the need uh, in the neighborhood today that, that didn't need filling earlier. I mean, at the time, we all lived, me, Carlos, and our partner, Melia, who's the chef, we all lived within three blocks. Yeah. And so did all our friends. You know, it was really like a central perk, you know, and, and now none of us live in that neighborhood, so, you know. Yeah, so now, and so now you partnered or you brought in uh, Fabian and Jeremiah to work on Yeah, you know, they're they're great friends. They they're incredibly talented uh, guys, and you know what we knew is we have very limited, very limited kitchen there, and it was important to us that be we be really be kind of surgical in how we design a menu, and those guys we all know they're very talented, but you know people's wine. I mean they they have done a lot of of different things with different, you know, not every kitchen of theirs is like a beautiful, big, no, you know, no, and uh, I just kitchen. I just went last week to Contra yeah. to pay my yeah, pay respect, <laughs> pay respect, because uh, I have a bunch of travel coming up, and they're you know going to change change up what they're doing yeah. at the end of this month, and I I'm fans of theirs so um and that was really great to be back yeah. uh so and i'm due i'm due to go into jackson no Lott, you have to check so. it out i mean it's got some incredible incredibly delicious items and some really amazing drinks and it's beautiful and we got to work with lots of our friends not just jeremiah and fabian but you know angelo bake from awake did the uniforms and our friend jeanette beckman who lives next door did the you know all the photographies her photography um anna polanski did the the branding. I mean, it's just, we, know, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to work with friends. Yeah, it is. And you have good friends. <laughs> okay. So on that note, let's take a little break and we'll come back. We'll play my speed round, talk some industry news and my solo dining experience in the final question. So stay with us. This is all in the industry on Heritage Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's home of Heritage Radio Network. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. Roberta's is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City, Long Island, and Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. 
I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. My guest today is Matt Kliegman. He is a part of the trio of visionaries that make up authentic hospitality, and he is the co-founder and CEO of world-renowned Black Seed Bagels, and he does way more than that, but... I only have a 45-minute-to-hour show, so <laughs> it's time for my speed round. Um, what this is is I'm going to name a couple things, and you get to pick your preference, such as chocolate or vanilla. You ready? Vanilla. <laughs> Great. Great. Uh, I love it. Okay. Here we go. Eat in at home or eat out at a restaurant? Uh, eat in at home. Indoor dining or alfresco dining? Indoor dining. Wine, beer, cocktail, mocktail, or champagne? Uh, wine or mocktail. All right. That's a cool combo. <laughs> <laughs> How about tasting menu or a la carte? A la carte. Small plates or large plates? Small plates. Communal table or chef's counter? Good question. Chef's counter. Okay. I love a chef's counter. A la carte, small plate, chef counter. That's the real... That's the combo. <laughs> How about tipping or all-inclusive charge? Wow. That's a hard one. Tipping. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that, that ter- could be its own show. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I get it. How about Salmon Classic or BEC? Uh, salmon Classic. Yeah. I've I've been to Black Seed before, and well, I think I've ordered both once myself. But I've been with a friend, and being you get one, and yeah. I'll get the other, and we'll split it because they're both so ba- good. bacon, egg, and cheese is the most popular sandwich. You got a lot Salmon of other Classic ones. Great is ones is number too. two. Oh yeah, um, but we do serve Vital Farms pasture raised eggs, and I think we're probably the only bagel shop uh-huh. in New York that that does that and helps make them so delicious. Good to know. And I love bagels and lots. I mean, that's like one of my my faves. Okay. So intimate staircases or bright orange neon escalators? The former. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to explain any of that to anyone, but maybe they can figure it out. Um, I got you. (laughs) I'm sure you got me. Yeah. Um, I'm throwing a bonus here because I'm curious. (laughs) Night owl or early bird? Early bird oh, and night owl. Interesting. Well, you said you've got your your twenty four seven. Yeah, they, I mean, there was a long period of time where I really was not sleeping very much, but I was, you know, four hours was a pretty good good amount. That's why last night when my three and a half year old daughter is now afraid of monsters, and I spent the night on her floor, I do. I do reasonably well the following day. So, <laughs> you know. Dad. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So you went for four hours to now you're doing yeah. five hours on the floor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get it. Okay. Last two are cheese plate or dessert? Dessert. Manhattan or Brooklyn? Oh, I can't. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You know, what I, what I, you know, I do after living in Lower Manhattan for 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 quite a few years. It is nice to at least separate the two. Mm-hmm. You know, I office in Brooklyn now, and most of my work is in Manhattan. Yeah. All right, that's the game. Thank that was you. great. That was fun. 
Okay, so for industry news, I picked out an article that was recently in the New York Times. It's, it's entitled, New York's hottest steakhouse was a fake until Saturday night. Mayron's Steakhouse was just a name created as an in-joke. But when its waiting list drew hundreds, the pranksters decided to stage a dinner for one night only. And this was by Becky Hughes. So this was a big story that came out in the New York Times. I mean, they gave it they gave it a lot of space. <laughs> um, and I just thought it was interesting that so I mean the the short of it is really these these twenty something year old tech guys uh, had a four bedroom brownstone that kind of as a joke they just named the Meron Steakhouse. And it was on Google and they got a listing and they had some, some, their friends wrote some great reviews. Yeah. And next thing you know, people were, someone stopped by there looking to have dinner and they had this like fake restaurant. And so what time went by and they decided to stage this, this, they actually made a dinner. They hired a chef. They, the tickets were like a hundred and said $14 and they had a four course menu and they like, they created a dinner, and um, I was kind of like fascinated by this this whole idea. In that they they pulled it off, and I guess the end, the writer said uh, something like it was. I mean, people commented it was kind of like a theater production. They were like, "Is this a joke?" Because yeah. people didn't know what they were signing up for. Um, and at the very end of the piece, she says, "Well, I've spent more on less." So it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. You saw this piece. Like what, what was, what was your take? Any I mean, take? I, you know, I generally, I like when people don't take things too seriously and clearly they weren't taking it too seriously and they were having fun with it, which I always obviously, you know, it's nice when people have fun with something like that. Yeah. You know, that I do think that the, one of the things that, that I think is, uh, is an issue in our industry is how easy it is for people to post fake reviews on on uh, reviewing websites and obviously the the impact that has on the operators um because it can be quite it can be quite harmful um so you know google i hope you're you're listening it's something that that that, that should be addressed um but besides that you know it was fu- fun a fun fun article yeah I agree. I mean, I mean, they named it that because one of one of the guys in the house was like cooking for his friends. Mm-hmm. And it was just like it was like an inside yeah. joke that turned into a, a pop up dinner. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, kind of kind of fascinating. And uh, that, yeah, they think. As I said, they gave it a lot, a lot of space in the New York Times. So I guess it was a, a people, slow news yeah. day. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I thought it would be a fun thing just to bring up here. So there you go. Um, our, indus- our, our hot industry news this week. <laughs> okay, so for my solo dining experience, I am going to share a place I went to in Detroit mm. where I was on a recent trip. So here's the rundown. The, the restaurant is... San Morello at the Shinola Hotel mm-hmm. in Detroit. Yeah. Are you familiar? Yeah, Josh Picard uh, restaurant. Yes. And uh, one reason for my trip was I went to University of Michigan, which mm. Josh did too. 
So I, I believe that might be a, a tie-in of why they, they opened in Detroit. Um, but um, yeah, I hadn't been to Detroit since my days in school in the early 90s, really. And yeah. I was curious. So um, so this, this restaurant is located in the Shinola Hotel, which is at 1400 Woodward Avenue uh, in the city of Detroit. And the concept is it's award-winning chef Andrew Carmelini's urban Italian neighborhood restaurant inspired by the coastal towns of southern Italy and Sicily. Uh, the owners, as we said, are Josh Picard, also chef Andrew Carmelini and Luke Ostrom. So why they go? Well, I was I'm a fan of no hospitality sure. and everything you do they do and friendly with them. And as I said, I was in Detroit and I was I was very curious to check out their property. I'd heard mm-hmm. such amazing things. So so my experience. I I booked one night at the hotel and the only like negative part of anything was I was just there so short. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I flew in, I was there, it was like less than 24 hours and I wish I just could have like moved in and stayed for kind of like a, a week, yeah. a month. It's just a beautiful property. Yeah. Designed by John and Christine Gasho, oh. who designed Pebble Bar and Jackson Bond. I love it. And it's just serendipitous. Yeah, fun fact. Love it. Thank you. Well, the design, it's beautiful. And I I made the reservation, then I ended up like a day before. I just sent a quick note to Luke and Andrew because I'm friendly with them. I said, hey, by the way, I'm going to Detroit because they're always told me to be like, let us know when you want to come. Yeah. So, well, needless, needless to say... I believe my room was a little upgraded <laughs> because it was it was liter- it was bigger than my apartment yeah. <laughs> and they left me a very nice fruit and juice yeah. tray with delicious Incredible. cookies and it was in a note and it was just as I said You should I, have extended. I wanted to stay. Well, then I mean the funny or the ironic part of this is I left the next day and I drove to Ann Arbor and I stayed at a more modest hotel, let's say. And it was fine. It was, you know, <laughs> I had a nice experience. And, um, but it was like the Shinola. I wanted yeah. to, I could have, yeah, I could have lived. I could have just never, never left. Yeah. Um, so um, I didn't know, I had an early reservation at a restaurant that um, called Selden standard that I wanted to check out. So I wasn't sure exactly. I wanted to check out their restaurants too. So I popped in there kind of unannounced around 930. I figured, okay, I'll have a second dinner here. Um, It's just what I did. And I opted to sit at a table versus the bar because it was just a little more spacious and it's a big, really pretty restaurant. Um, So what did I get? Well, I went with signature things that had uh, Andrew's name in it. (laughs) I got the AC's famous sheep's milk ricotta with hot honey and garlic and Carmelini's lamb meatballs. Mm-hmm. They were, they were both antipasti and my take, they went very well together, obviously ricotta and, and mm-hmm. meatballs. And it was just a delicious, like second dinner snack late ish solo. I don't know, Italian bite to eat. So I enjoyed it. Uh, hospitality was great. And the, the ambiance, it's, yeah, it's great lighting. It's got an open kitchen in the back. Mm-hmm. So it's very welcoming. And the whole property, um, it's just, it's cool. They have a cobblestone street uh, where, and then 
like next door and there's like the coffee shop and there's the other the other concepts they have the brakeman and penny's reds and they have a mr dips mm. there um and the lobby of the hotel is beautiful it's just really it's really nice it's like it's like good lighting yeah sexy yeah hotel they do a great job they really do. Um, so interesting tidbit, NoHo Hospitality is getting ready to open Cafe Carmelini in the uh, Nomad neighborhood at the Fifth Avenue Hotel. Coming mm. up soon. I think they're going to open at the end of the month. So I look forward to checking that out. And uh, personal fun fact. So as I mentioned, I went earlier to sell in Standard and I had a, a nice first dinner there. Um, I also checked out a pastry shop called Warda patisserie um which was great and the next day i got a cold brew at their madcap that's their coffee shop there um so it was really it was really great and and another fun fact right before the pandemic in january 2020 i actually did a conference which i'm glad i have video and photos from it because it seems like a dream but we did it at um the william vale and mm. my conference was called host which is for hospitality operations services and mm. technology and um it was really great to do it with William Vale because they have the, the Luca there. We had yeah. a curated lunch and they did a really nice job with, with their part of our food and mm. beverage program. So it was really great. Okay, so the cost of this meal was $35, not including tax and gratuity. Would I go back? Yes. Their website is sanmorello.com or you can check out shinolahotel.com and, um, and also nhgnyc.com and... Um, their Instagram is San Morello Detroit. So there, Detroit. Shout out to Detroit. Detroit's great. There's cool stuff happening in Detroit. <laughs> there really is. And there were a lot of stadiums nearby too. A lot of the mm. sports there. And I mean, it's changed in the yeah. you know, 30 years since oh, I, I was last there. But um, and it's close to Ann Arbor. It's like a 45 yeah. minute drive, not even. Mm. Okay, so that's that. Now it's time for the final question. So my next guest, I'm having on Brad Metzger. He's of Brad Metzger Restaurant Solutions, which is a Southern California-based hospitality recruitment and placement firm. And he's also the founder and producer of the LA Chef Conference, which is coming up on October 30th. And I'm going to be there. And I'm excited. I'm going to sign copies of a new book out with mm. ChefWise. So excited about that. And my other guest in the show is going to be Caroline Stein, who is an award-winning restaurateur and sommelier. She's the co-founder of the Luke's Group, which she, her partner is Suzanne Goyne. And Suzanne is also, she's in my book as one mm -hmm. of the chef contributors. So, um, and she's going to be involved in uh, the LA Chef Conference. So, Matt, can you please ask a question for Brad and Caroline? Certainly. Well, I, I'm sure I could pick their brains about LA real estate and LA business, doing business in LA. That's a, probably a whole other conversation. So I'll make it simple. I have a trip coming up. We're going to a, an engagement party in Los Angeles. And I know there has been talk about bagels in LA and a, and a renaissance of sorts. So what is your favorite bagel in LA? I'm gonna find out. That's a good question. Good question. I know I've I've been more than once now to the Courage Bagels, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. very popular. There's another place on the in Santa Monica area that I know I have on my map, yeah. and it's called like Layla's or something. Yeah. But that might be wrong. I think there might even be a couple others. Yeah. And that's kind of the maybe a handful of others, and that's that is the 
That's the LA question. bagel renaissance happening, but I'd like to know. I'd like to know too. It will be good for pre pre trip of mine. Yeah. <laughs> we both can benefit. <laughs> awesome. Great question. Yeah. Um, well, your bagels, your, your locations, are you, are you beyond, you're beyond New York City? So no, well, we've got seven in Manhattan, three in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, and I think for now we're pretty happy in New York. Okay. Um, well, and New York is very happy New with York you. New York is, you know, might as well. Just keep <laughs> commuting to my office in Bushwick. Well, very cool. And then the other just thing I'll, I'll mention also, I'm friends um, with Mike Puma, who does course, his yeah. Gotham Burger pop-ups often, all the time, yeah. at Ray's. Or I feel like even, that's where we, he got his, like, following. He, I mean, Mike is, is a terrific guy, and uh, we were one of the places, you know, but he's he makes a delicious burger. He's he fun. really does. We did kind of a perma pop-up at the Jane. I don't know if you remember that, but we had actually... So we had our restaurant. We weren't going to reopen it, mm-hmm. and uh, and there was kind of a I forget how long we we had that, but it was maybe a month. I, I don't remember of uh, of Gotham Burger, um, but it's a delicious burger. It really I is. Mean, did, mean, he, oh, did he open? The, no, he's getting close though. Yeah, yeah. I need, to, I need to check in with Mike, but it was. Uh, I saw him at Ray's. Uh, few weeks ago and I had uh, I had a burger and then we decided to do the um he had like a chopped cheese thing uh on a taco and it was also we were doing this um this special tater tot with Zab's hot sauce called the Bader tots uh and it was it was excellent I don't know if we're still doing it at race but if we are you should order a Bader tots I I will I will look into it. I mean, I'll just share this, that I was uh, not that long ago, I was going out to dinner in meeting some friends of Lower East Side, and I didn't realize that he had a pop-up going on. And I get there, and I see Mike, and it's like closing down. And I'm like, oh, my God, hi, and I'm going to dinner. He's like, you got to have a burger. Yeah. So, so, like, I took a burger, like, oh, I yeah. had, like, and I didn't, I didn't tell my friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's better that way. Uh, not like knows. I'm telling the whole world now, but I couldn't, I couldn't like not no, take him up on no, a burger. I, you know, I'll have one. I'll go home and have dinner. You know, it's yeah. standard. Yeah, no, it's so good. I can't wait for, you know, his, what he's opening. So very cool. Uh, congratulations. No, on not, thank you so much for everything. Congrats on the book. Thank you. To, to read it. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's called Chef Wise Life Lessons from Leading Chefs Around the World. It's over a hundred chefs. Great. Uh, who contributed their advice? So um, yeah, it was a it was a cool project to work on for me, and um, yeah, no, thank you for joining me. I mean, it's so so lovely to meet you, and I I'm due to go back to and revisit and new places. I mean, you have a lot going on. I need to, it's hard to keep up. I don't know how you keep up, but you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, and please. Stay in touch. Let me know. I will. I will. Thank you so much. So my guest today has been Matt Kliegman. He is part of Authentic Hospitality as well as Black Seed Bagels. And so you can find out more about both of his companies at authentic.com. 
authentic.ny and on Instagram at authentic.ny and blackseedbagels.com and at blackseedbagels on on social. And as far as I could tell, do you have your own social media account or not? Because I didn't find it. I don't have a social media account. Okay. Well, <laughs> that if you go back to my episode with uh, Ari Weinsweig of Zingerman's also does not have his own account and it's part of his time management program. Yeah, I, so. I, res- I get it and I respect it. I read his book and, um, oh, yeah. you know, to write tomes like he's written, it takes time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, social media is very time consuming, but your businesses have accounts, which yes. um, obviously is how people are going to learn about these incredible new pop-ups that are go viral. <laughs> okay. So, and you can follow me. I am on social at Sherry Bayer at Bayer PR and at all industry. My Facebook page is all in the industry. My websites are BayerPublicRelations.com, SherryBayer.com and all in the industry.com. All of our shows are archived at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We are also on iTunes, Stitcher and Spotify. Um, if you're in Philly next week, Monday, I'm going to be there October 9th. I'm doing a happy hour event with my book, Chef Wise, a part of Cookbooks and Combos. We're doing it at El Mercury Restaurant. It's part of Sisterly Love Collective's whole month-long event that they're doing with um, books and cookbooks. So you can check that out. Uh, tickets are available on Open Table. Thanks to my engineer today, Armin. Thank you to Matt and to his PR team, Rebecca, Jackie, and Nick. I'm your host and producer and author, Sherry Bayer. I will be back with the show next week. Hope you'll tune in then. And thank you, as always, for being part of All in the Industry. Bye. All in the Industry is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.